Revron is banned from this podcast oh, until she sends me her address and I will send her a Miami Heat hat. And when she receives that hat and puts said hat on, she can come on the podcast, but she must be wearing that hat. She will not be on this podcast until that happens. Yeah, what's good? It's your boy, Southbury706. This is KTSCF. Uh, episode, I think, 19. We have our usual hosts, uh, Mr. Savage and uh, Marcus Sniffles. Shout to El Chapo. What's good with y'all? Boy, 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 boy. It's been another one of those weeks. Another one of those weeks. 2020. Hey, that 21 Savage pussy. That shit is raw. Pussy. <laughs> So I didn't finish it, but I feel like a lot of people are asking the right questions. Like, why did Morgan Freeman do this? I'm so confused. Like, I feel like he, he don't need the money, right? Like, is the, is the pandemic hurting his bag like that, where he has to do, like, features for 21 Savage and Metro Booming? I mean, he's got a good voice for it. I get it, but, like, I feel like, I'm like, do, does he know who these people are? Like, I feel like it was one of those, like, hey... If you send us in a script, we'll read whatever you tell us to. And then it's like, yeah, why am I on these these Negroes rap album? <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like, oh yeah, just read this. Here's fifty grand to read a couple sentences. I, don't I feel like you got to get that authorized put in the album, but I don't know. I just like it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like I'm super confused on why that happened. Like that, like the list I talked about last week about the top like 100 2020 things. I think that's I think that's a top 50 2020 thing. Like nobody would ever, you know, on their vision board saw Twenty One Savage and, and Morgan Freeman collabing. You know, I can see that. I did not have that on my uh, twenty twenty bingo card. Yeah, that that's definitely uh definitely interesting. It's definitely a solid album. I check it out if you haven't. Yeah, so twenty twenty, like we've all said, has been kind of crazy. But the quote unquote, and I say quote unquote, presidential debate because there wasn't really nothing presidential about it. Um, that that has to be top ten. I'd say twenty twenty things because that thing so, is so hilarious. Oh my god, bro! Yeah, it's so many sound bites. It it was hilarious. Something that's supposed to be that important, and that serious, should not be that entertaining. Like we should have had to pay to watch that. I'd have paid twenty dollars to watch that because I was dying the the whole time. But my laughter quickly turned into embarrassment. Like, yo, other countries are probably watching this and like, yo, the fuck y'all doing over there? Like this, this is America is truly the ghetto. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> like uh, I don't even know where it's stuck. Like, well, I will say that that debate, that quote unquote debate, that is why I do not watch sporting events and bars. Just the way they went back and forth, just how they're talking, how you just kind of stand in your position no matter what no matter what the facts are no matter what anyone says whatever you say is right no matter what and you just stand in it and i just can't stand people like that because it's like we're not having a conversation we're not debating we're not going back and forth you're just saying what you think and you won't listen to reason they needed a mute button that's what they needed yes yeah, so i can't see why they why they didn't have a mute button that didn't make sense to me well, politics has turned into sports. It's turned into sports talk radio. It's turned into 
uh, first take is turned into whatever that show Shannon and Skipper on, where Shannon is going to defend LeBron James no matter what. Stephen A. Smith is going to defend uh, Michael Jordan no matter what. Skip Bayless is going to defend the Dallas Cowboys. Like People have their certain takes and stances on things that they will not be moved on. And that is what politics is, and it shouldn't be that because these men are in their mid-70s, both of them. And within three minutes, they're going back and forth, yelling at each other, throwing snide comments. I'm like, come on, So, But to be fair, to be fair, and as apolitical as possible, the reason that it degenerated to what it was is because the president decided he needed to interrupt uh, the vice president, Joe Biden, or former vice president, Joe Biden, if I believe they said 182 times. Wow. Not... And also just blatantly ignoring the rules of the debate that both parties agreed to. So again, I see that some people were putting some blame on uh, Joe Biden as well for his the way he acted. But if the person, if, if the leader of the free world acts like an adult and follows the rules of the debate that he agreed to, then I, I think it isn't as big of a spectacle and just like a shit show that occurred. Like we can't not, and you could even see with Chris Wallace, he was visibly frustrated multiple times. He was like, yo, you guys agreed to these rules. I'm the moderator. I make the rules here. And he just ran over everybody. And, and it just went out of control. And like a lot of the people were saying, the American people were the ones who ultimately suffered. Because it was a bad look, a horrible look. Yes, especially for like like you said, people are across the world are probably turned tuned in to watching that, and it's just like this is how they determine their democracy or freedom or whatnot. They can't sit down and have a civilized adult conversation about this. It has to be at all yelling back and forth, telling people like you got to tell someone to shut up, like. The moderator has to raise their voice to get you to listen. Like, jeez, <laughs> this is crazy. Like, I just, I, I don't. It, it's like I said, politics, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, all these political channels—they've all turned into sports talk radio shows. Like, CNN is Cowboys Twitter, MSNBC is Falcons Twitter, uh, CNN is laker twitter like they all have their stances they all have something that they stand on and they just hold that forward they hold that line no matter what and they just go back and forth with it. it's just like how is this at, like it's kind of annoying when you think about it how is it like in 2020 we're still talking about like oh i'm going to fix health care you know what i'm saying i'm going to lower your taxes like 20 years ago they were trying to do that stuff they were doing those same things is it about doing what's right for the country or is it about doing what's best for your party it's just well, the one thing that i will say is i learned a lot of really good things from 45 that i'm going to take with me for the rest of my life if i have a point to prove right or wrong i'm going to stand on that hill mm -hmm. and i'm going to constantly interrupt people and that's what you do. And if I'm in an argument, if I'm losing, I'm going to let the shots ring. I'm going to insult people. I'm going to mudsling. I'm going to throw dirt. 
I mean, that that's how he wins these debates. Like that shit he said about his son being a crackhead. Like, you know, I think I was on the phone. I had to put the phone on mute. I was rolling so hard. Like I, I just it, it didn't even seem real that this is what we were getting in a presidential debate, calling this man's son basically a loser and a crackhead. Then he did clarify that it was wasn't Hunter, it was Bo that he was talking about. No, 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 it was it was Hunter, not Bo, because Bo's dead, right? All right, one of his kids are dead. Yeah, one of his kids are dead. So he was talking about the, the one that's alive. Then he said that the kid couldn't get a job until he became vice president. Just He was going in on this dude every chance he got. And I was like, dang, like I left that presidential debate not getting any further knowledge about anything that's going on with the economy, with the government, with global warning or anything. I left that debate knowing that Joe Biden's son is a crackhead. And that was it, basically. It, it was excellent. He he turned it into a, a dog fight that he won, in my opinion. Well, yeah, when it comes to going back and forth, that's that's uh, Trump's mo. That's what that's what his base wants to see. That his base sees that him interrupting him, questioning like everything, him standing on whatever he believes and says. They view that as leadership. That's they view that as him being tough. And they're like, well, we're gonna need that when we negotiate in China. We can't have someone that's just gonna be diplomatic and sit there and just take it. Trump's not gonna take it. He's gonna go over there and he's gonna tell them what's what and who's who and all this stuff. Well, to be fair with what Adolphus said, as far as not really learning anything of importance, at this point, these debates aren't really swinging too many people. Right. Most of the people like voting has already already started. But um, people know. Shout out to Joy. What's up? Uh, people already know who they're going to vote for. Like millions of people have already cast a ballot for the election already with COVID uh, trying to change things. But it uh, it was just more of a spectacle. Like I, if you came in there expecting to learn something, I'm sorry that you had to waste your time. Uh, watching that, I don't think I can watch any of the other debates uh, just because it's a waste of time. I already mailed my ballot. Like my my decision. Dude, I'm gonna watch every debate that I can watch from here on out. Like it is prime time good TV. It is great TV. It's 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 bad, but it's it's great TV. <laughs> like if you're just was, looking for pure entertainment, worthy though. Like I'm like it was. Lee, man, like can you let the man talk? Like, can you can you speak without telling lies? That's that's the biggest thing. Like, there's uh, clearly a point by point fact check to, at Business Insider of all the lies that 45 spouted uh, regarding uh, mail in ballots or absentee ballots, which he uses himself, but says it's fraudulent. And talking about open investigations of ballots that were misplaced or whatever, just. Just a lot of stuff going on. Like, I feel like it was his usual spouting of his greatest hits. Like, oh, I'm, I'm surprised he didn't say Benghazi at some point, but it was Hillary Clinton, uh, Obama. Antifa. <laughs> Antifa. <laughs> like, come on. He, did, he like, mentioned Chicago, too. Yeah, man. I was like, dog, you're the president. You're the president for Chicago. That's on you. You can't blame anybody else. Like, I wish I could live my life just blaming things on people that came before me all the time. Like, bro, you can. That's the beauty of it. You could just 
from here on out, when we have arguments, you just blame it on whatever the fuck you want. Okay. <laughs> you know, when you're on BPN, you don't even have to blame Arthur Blank. Blame the prior ownership. Bl- blame Jesse Tuggle for everything. Like it, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even have to make sense. It, that, that's the, but people eat that up. People, it, it's it's so sad. It's, it's like a reality show, but it's just like for I, there there can't be there couldn't have been someone that tuned in that night and was like, you know what? I'm not sure who I'm going to vote for. This is going to be this is how I will determine it. it. There couldn't have been there couldn't like who. Who is this person that still doesn't know who they're going to vote for? Who are you? What have no. you been doing? They might have woke up from a coma. I don't know. But there there apparently are people out there that are, for whatever reason, undecided. But, again, I don't think this helps anything at all. But, no, no, I, okay, I might watch them. But it's just it's so bad. And that, well, the thing is, it's going up against Thursday Night Football. And I believe it's like the Chiefs and some – I can't remember who they're playing – but it's it's going to be tough, Patriots, right? Is it this? Is the debate this Thursday? I I don't know, but again, I think that game is being postponed because Cam Newton has COVID. I don't know, but we'll get to that a little with the NFL COVID breakout. But kind of the pivot with the debate, which again was pure anarchy. Actually, we're not going to pivot real quick. Well, let's talk about the part that was talked about the most about the debate, which I saw in real time. I was scratching my head. When the moderator Chris Wallace was asking the president of the United States to disavow white supremacy, <laughs> and this dude said to the Proud Boys, which is a right right wing militia organization, from uh, what I've researched, um, told them to people first. But go ahead. Yeah, he told them to stand back and stand by, right. And then, like, never denounced white supremacy, and then talked about someone needs to take care of the left and take care of Antifa. The and radical I'm, left. I'm just like, that's a softball. Like, that's an underhanded pitch. Like, of course you're supposed to denounce white supremacy. That shouldn't be anything that causes you for any pause. Are you? Are you though? Are you? If you're the president right now, do you do that if you want to win? Because you saw what happened after he said that. Like, the Pete, the, the Proud Boys, whatever the fuck they are, they were all like, hey, the president shouted us out. We're, we're, we've been, uh, we got a battery in our back. We're charged up. They, they started making shirts immediately and patches saying, immediately. Dog. They were right. Like, and that, but if you're, if you're, if you're 45 right now, that's what you do. You don't just straight out come out and be like, you guys need to stop what you're doing. Everything you guys are doing are wrong. White supremacy is wrong, and I do not stand by it. I do not support it. If I'm 45, hell no, I'm not saying that. Not if I want to win. I'm trying to win this election. I ain't, I ain't saying that shit. No. Say law and order, Joe. <laughs> well, and I guess, I guess he uh, just about it 48 hours later, which I'm like, I don't, I don't see what messaging you had to get correct to be like, all right, we need to make sure we do this right. It's No. Well, at that point, they don't care no more. They've already gotten their shot, and they got their shot out, so they're good. So you just wait a day or two and then come out and be like, hey, I, I don't bang with them like that. We're not that cool. Like, I know them, but I don't know them, know them. So well, and see, that's the other thing. With things like that and spreading disinformation or false information, it's it's one of those things, like, once the information's out, whether it's true or false, is out there. 
Yes. And whether they come back and correct it doesn't mean that the person that saw the false information is going to take the time to actually verify what was said or not. It's like, yo, this is what happened. This is what I believe now. And this is how I'm going to you know, carry on from here on out, which is one of the sad things about social media, the way the information is spread so quickly. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I think they did kind of, if you want to have good TV, uh, do not have a fact checker there. But in the for like fairness and not spreading uh, of fake news, if you want to kind of combat that, you do have to have a fact checker there. Like, and they were they they and they asked the people, hey, for this debate, is there going to be a on like a live fact checker there? And they said no. So I think for this next one, you have to have one because if you watch, say, if you watch CNN. If you go to their Instagram page, they'll have a guy who will go through everything that 45 said that was a lie or a misleading statement. But if you go to like Fox News, they're not doing that. So if I'm so if I'm a Fox News watcher and I watch the debate, everything the president said is true, 100 percent, because Fox News is going to go through and correct the president, because why would they? So. That's where it becomes that's that's the problem with like media and what you're putting out to the world, putting out to the nation, because you're just letting. And I'm not saying that Joe Biden didn't tell any lies or misleading statements. He probably did. But you need to you need to be able to call out stuff that is not true. You can't like if if Biden says, hey, the economy is shitty. Trump's just like, hey, this is the best economy we've ever had or unemployment's the lowest it's ever been. Like everything is the greatest it's ever been under Trump. And that can't be true. It's, it's, it's never that for anybody. Well, yeah, in particular with 45 is that he's documented to lie almost anytime he opens his mouth. That's why it's uh, uniquely important for them to have a fact checker. I believe the next debate is supposed to be a town hall format which I'm, I'm not sure they're going to do with the whole COVID breakout, having actual like citizens asking questions. Um, and, I, and I feel like there would have to be a fact checker there, but I feel like he's not going to talk crazy to everyday citizens unless they like pre-screen the questions. I, I hope it's not pre-screened, but um, that'd be kind of cool to have a fact checker out there. But I mean, it, again, it's there's no, yeah, that I don't even know what to say. It's, it's great TV, but it's just a bad look for Americans. It's just a bad look for all of us. Definitely. But to pivot with the uh, whole debate debacle, at one point during the debate, 45 uh, kind of continued to make fun of Joe Biden, as he has with other people who have been taking precau- precautions like Marcus had for the last so many episodes <laughs> wearing a mask. So many. Many scientists and medical professionals will say right now, even if we had a vaccine, the mask is going to be the best thing to help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Because even with the vaccine, we're not sure it's going to work. And then if it does work, you still have to convince everybody to take it, which right now with some of the information that comes out from our our head officials, a lot of people are going to be skeptical of, of taking whatever vaccine comes out unless it's really stamped by the scientists professionals and not rushed out during for political reasons. But during the debate, 45 was kind of joke or kind of riding on Joe Biden. It's like, oh, yeah, I have a mask. He pulled out a mask like, oh, I wear it when I think it's needed or whatever. 
He's like, oh, Joe Biden, he wears masks, you know, all the time. You could be 500 feet away from him and still wear a mask. Conveniently, well, unconveniently for him and the country, uh, 45 and all of his married men have seemed to have contracted the Rona, right? And it, it's one of those things where it's like ironic that the leader of the free world who since the beginning has not really taken the whole mask thing seriously, I guess it makes his base or some people feel oppressed for some reason to, you know, by trying to help others stay healthy, help everything get back normal, having empathy, doing your part as a citizen to, to do the one thing that people and empirical data has shown to stop the spread of the virus is wear a mask. Not when you feel you should wear a mask, not when it's convenient for you, but wear a mask, social distance, wash your hands. Don't be impacted in buildings and rallies, you know what I'm saying? Slinging COVID MAGA hats to people in the crowd. Like this man, like this shit is crazy. This is out of control. And the wilder thing is, is allegedly had it not been like independently reported, they were going to try to keep uh, the lady Hope Hicks that contracted it, keep it under the rug and then just like not say anything because somebody else reported it. Now they were forced to be like, all right, well, cool. Now we got to get tested. Oh, now we're positive. And all kinds of other people test positive. And then those people were like, yo, like we are on Air Force One. This this girl was positive. Nobody told us we haven't been hit up for contact tracing. Like all the minimum things you're supposed to do to help stop the spread of the virus, the people at the top seemingly just don't care to do. And the wild thing is going back to the bait. They were saying the 45 showed up late and wasn't tested prior to the debate. You know, his family and close friends were offered masks. They wore masks in, but took them off once they got inside. It's just like, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get why trying to help your fellow man or even keep your safe as 45 is in like all the hot zones for people that are more susceptible to the disease. Overweight, pre-existing conditions, and you're a senior citizen. You're 74 years old. Herman Cain was also 74 years old when he contracted COVID. And, you know, they like to not acknowledge what happened to him after him going to one of those rallies. But if you didn't know, Herman Cain died. They from still not wearing a mask they at still, a rally. They still got that man tweeting from his account. Ah, you know what? That's still I tweeting from that account. Again, I'm about to make this list. That's got to be in the top five wildest 2020 things of 2020 like your man's literally died from the rona and like you're still tweeting from a dead man's account supporting the people that ignored his death and pretty much kind of contributed to it by not enforcing strict mask and social distancing regulations like I, somebody had a good point like the people that are tweeting for his count did y'all even really care for that man ain't no way because that's just like a slap in the face of his, I mean, his family. I don't know what their family relationship is, but like, yo, like, it's just like, yo, he even said at the 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 debate that, you know, nothing's happened from these rallies. I'm like, yo, the man just died. Like, he's right there. He's right there. Like, they just they just tweeted out an article. Uh, Trump's physician, the team and I are extremely happy with the progress the president has made. And uh, what was it? Yeah, just tweeting out positive things about the president uh, contracting coronavirus and 
this man died from that and he's they're still tweeting from his account it's just like it, it I, I said this when her and Kate died like people that go out here talking about coronavirus like coronavirus won't come up behind you and tap you on your shoulder they always get it just don't just stop talking about it stop saying its name because if you if you talk down about it it's gonna come get you and Trump been talking crazy about the C word so hey man shit happens hey in his own words it is what it is so hey there was a lot of people saying that we're gonna have to we're going to have to accept a few deaths to uh open up the economy yes so, that would be uh, former new jersey uh, governor chris christie who also contracted the coronavirus big guys uh, morbidly obese i know he's got pre-existing conditions big guys there, there was a uh, forty-five. He had a, uh, I guess a what would you call it, like a event for the nomination of uh, Amy Coney Barrett for the Supreme Justice, our Supreme damn Supreme Court Justice seat. And Kellyanne Conway was there. She got it. Yeah, was there. He got it. And just Yikes. like the list keeps going on of these Republican conservative people that have caught it. And this is exactly what you don't want to happen. You don't want to have these quote unquote super spreaders of the virus when it can be when you don't. This doesn't have to be like this. Like I'm looking <laughs> at the timeline right now. The University of Georgia has like no restrictions on people in the stands. There's like thousands of people in the stands yelling oh my God. <laughs> all the things you're not supposed to be doing, breathing on each other. I think I saw two people with masks on amongst like hundreds of people. It's just like I mean, with the governor there, I, I doesn't surprise me one bit. But it's just like we're just gonna keep going around this wheel, going around this circle, round and round we go, until somebody says, "Hey, we all need to stop what we're doing, lock everything down." As you see with other countries, if you do this, you can go back outside. Like y'all are too quick to want to do things without earning it. Like you, we haven't earned the right to go outside and watch football games yet. We haven't earned the right to go to movies. We haven't earned the right to travel to other countries because we're dirty. And they don't want us in there spreading the disease. But you know, apparently, uh, it, it's a it's a hoax still to some people. But hopefully, the president having it kind of opens up some people's eyes. To like, hey, even though two hundred thousand deaths doesn't make this real, when the man up top has it, maybe now it's real. Like there, there's people online. I don't even want to give this lady any clout, but the same people that were saying like, oh, you know, the same type of people that believe that LeBron James was an Illuminati wizard, demon summoner, are insinuating that the first thing they insinuated was that 45 was good until they set up things for the uh, debate. So they're insinuating that I guess somebody rubbed covid on his i don't know how that <laughs> the math doesn't add up and then the same people the same person tweeted out that does this technically count as an assassination attempt from china oh my god because i was like these you can't be serious but there's people that are eating this up like it's always a conspiracy or a hoax when it's against the people that you you like or that you rally behind but like you know logically, it doesn't make any sense zero sense 
America is we're still in phase one. I hope people realize yeah, that. People like, are talking about like, oh yeah, these second and third waves is like, dog, we haven't left the first wave. We're still we're on still planet. in the first one. <laughs> this shit is crazy. Like it- other countries, other countries are kind of getting hit with like a little second wave, like little small waves. Numbers are starting to spike a little bit. But you know what they do? They immediately shut down, close it down, go back to you know quarantining and all that stuff. And then those numbers tend to go down pretty quickly. We haven't done that yet. Like I, I know, I believe in New York and like California, they had a couple of um, like mandated, like you have to stay inside type deals. But in places like Florida, in Texas, Georgia, people just been out here. Most people have been with a mask, but it's not everybody. So the idea of, you know, governors and mayors saying, all right, guys, we're entering in the phase two. You can now uh, open up restaurants, but you can have them at 75% capacity. Uh, you can open up stadiums, but you can only have 10% capacity. Okay, now we're moving into stage three where now you can go to restaurants without a mask and no restrictions. And it's like, nothing has changed. There is no vaccine. There is no cure. Why are we in another? Why have we, how have we, that's like graduating college without ever going to a class. And they're just like, Hey, here's your diploma for doing nothing. Why are we in another phase? We didn't do anything. Yeah. I I don't know. Like I said, man, I hope, I hope that, you know, we get it under control by however we need to get that under control. But I don't know. I mean, the NFL has had a, a huge COVID outbreak. They had to reschedule games. Notably, Cam Newton recently tested positive for the coronavirus, which is pretty big because their team is two and one. They're about to play the Kansas City Chiefs. And it's like, yo, like it, when it hits like no name brand players, like, all right, whatever, cool. But when it hits a starting quarterback of a competitive team that could be looking to do things down the road as far as win their division, going to the playoffs, making a run, like that's a big deal. Like that's a big deal all across the board as far as like competitive advantages. And the crazy thing is, is like they're really going to roll with this now, right? Cool. All right, well, Cam Newton's out. We're going to have to push the game. So even if they push the game a couple of days, he still technically can't play because it's two weeks, right? That's that's the rules. I don't know. We're in a different phase now. I don't know. Well, okay, <laughs> even with that, let's say Cam can't play, and they're like, hey, this is how we're going to roll. If we do make it to the end of the season, which I've been skeptical, I'm surprised we even have a season, but I I, I feel like there's no way you make it to the end with us not having a vaccine or any type of national mandate on mask wearing and social distancing, if we happen to make it to the Super Bowl, what happens when one team starting quarterback contracts COVID? Like, what do you what do you do? You can't nobody you can't play you can't play the game. Like nobody wants to see your backup quarterback play arguably whatever the best other team is in the league. Like, I don't know. It's it's it's, it's bad all around. This this is absurd. I believe the testing that the NFL has is, is a little bit more uh, rapid. Like, they get the results a lot quicker. And I know for the NBA, you just had to get two negative results within, uh, like, 24 hours or something like that. So I don't know what the rule is for the NFL, but I don't think they're doing it the way, like, common folks are doing, where if you get it, you need to quarantine for two weeks because it is the NFL. 
Uh, it's a billion dollar corporation filled with a bunch of millionaires. So they're going to get the best of the best uh, treatment. So if if they say like, hey, he only needs 48 hours and we can test him and make sure he's good, then that's the type of access you get as a rich person. You know, even even the president, you know, he pretty much put everybody at risk. But when he got it, he was able to get a different type of medical attention and medical care, unlike the rest of us. So and he doesn't have to pay for it, which is crazy when he allegedly only paid seven hundred fifty dollars in taxes. But that's, that's that's neither here nor there. But it is interesting because I thought the Falcons were going to be the one to shut down the league. But apparently the only thing the Falcons are good at is containing COVID because we only had one player have it and nobody else got it. But the Titans, they have like a huge outbreak, like faculty or facility members, players. And it seems like every couple of hours we get a new tweet saying, hey, more players have tested positive. So shout out for the Falcons for being good at at least one thing. But I mean, I, I don't as, – as silly as it sounds, like I don't mind there being NFL games. I think it's dumb to have fans in the stadium because, like, I don't know about you guys, but when I watch the game, unless it's a Colts game, I pretty much have the volume down pretty low and I'm listening to something else. Like, I don't I don't hear the crowd. Like, it hasn't – not a crowd not being there hasn't affected my TV viewing experience. I don't know if it, it has for anybody else. The need for fans is just like yeah, it, it has really, the the artificial noise like the the production value overall to me is still the same. They just don't really show the crowd, which is the only real difference. But I mean, they don't show the crowd that much anyway, even when there is a crowd, because it's like you see the play, you see the replay, and then you see like the coach or then or the player that was involved in the play. Then the next play is going. You know, they, they normally only show the crowd like on a touchdown, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they'll show like, you know, the aerial view. It's like, oh, yeah. the fans get excited and start standing up, stuff like that. But I mean, that, it hasn't really bothered me too much. I, I, and I'm, we're not, I know we're not talking about this, but I, even though I don't have a problem with the NFL playing, I don't have a problem with the NBA playing, I, I, I don't feel comfortable with college players playing just for the simple fact that they're not getting paid for this stuff. And, like you said, at the Georgia game, they have like a full stadium. I don't know if it's true, but the picture I saw was a lot of people not socially distanced. Yeah, it's, no type of mask. It's a good group of people. So you're, you've got a lot of college kids. Like, and college kids, we, we, we were all at that age at one point. We're not making the best decisions at that age. So God knows what they have outside of coronavirus. They could have anything. So That's the good. fact that, you know, like if Cam Newton got COVID or whatever, there could be some long-term uh, repercussions or or whatever, but Cam Newton has he's getting paid to be there. He has made his money. He's going to he might not physically be fine, but he will be able to get the best of the best when it comes to treatment and care and all of that stuff. Uh, you know, the backup left tackle that plays for Georgia. What if he gets it? What is who? Wh- what safety net does he have? What type of compensation is he getting? Is he is he insured? Is he able to make money any other way because he's pretty much been dedicating his entire college career to playing football and taking, you know, uh, I don't know, just some random college class that doesn't mean anything like you're putting you're putting kids at risk that don't have that don't gain anything. They're not getting anything out of this. They don't really have a choice. Yeah, it, it is unfortunate, but we'll we'll definitely uh, keep tabs on that. 
But one of the things that kind of got swept away with the whole 45 getting the Rona, which pretty much dominated all of the media outlets and all the news, is that for whatever reason, and again, I've seen people saying they understand and that they can, I guess, sympathize or, I don't know, understand why this person did this, but apparently John Legend's wife, Chrissy Teigen, they had a miscarriage or a stillbirth. And like, I don't know if it was immediately, but I know it was in the same day or within a couple of hours, felt the need to tweet out pictures and like a, a press statement of what happened. And we spoke about this last week, and I think the week before regarding like the Megan the Stallion situation. Like these celebrities are human beings. Like they don't really owe us anything. They don't owe us any explanation for anything going on in their life. And I'm just trying to figure out why did they felt compelled to be out here tweeting and showing these pictures. And, you know, people were getting on, I, I believe uh, your man's Jason Whitlock said something that he got flamed. He's blocked, but I saw some people talking about it. But one person made a good point. And they said, FYI, anything posted on social media is subject to public scrutiny. Deal with it. Invite, a stra invite strangers into your life and you invite their opinions. Criticism is the cost of praise. And that was from uh, Schoon TV. And that's a good point. Like, once you put stuff out there into the Internet, unless you can turn off your comments, then you're you're opening the door for people to say crazy stuff. Not saying a lot of people said crazy stuff about this situation, but it's one of those things where I'm at the point now where like the whole celebrity culture and celebrity news and stan accounts like i'm blocking all that shit it's just nonsense like and not to make light of the situation but it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things like we're in a global pandemic our our, our nation is going through the struggle 2020 has been a mess and you have accounts tweeting about chadwick bozeman's you know spouse might be pregnant which again that sounds problematic if you don't put all the details but again that's none of our business like I didn't even know this person existed until R.I.P. Chad Bozeman passed away. Like that, let these people live their lives. And us as people, we should just not, we shouldn't be caught up in all this stuff. It's not, it's not that big of a deal. Case in point, time to chat with Bozeman, I guess whenever he was doing his last couple of IG lives and looked mad skinny, people were roasting him or whatever, saying he looked too skinny. Fast forward, I guess the the male lead for girlfriends had gained a bunch of weight, and I guess he was getting flamed for looking fat. And people were like, oh, we just went through this with Chad Bozeman, blah, 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 blah. We all know what he's going through. I get that, but human simple human empathy shouldn't be one of those things where a celebrity has to get us to, to, to do things like that, to be kind to people, to treat people right. It's just really, it's really, it's really sad. It's really annoying. Like, just I, live normal lives, man. Worry about stuff that actually matters. Like, why are you over here making stand accounts and worshiping these people? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I, I get it and I agree with you, but Twitter is Twitter, and Twitter does not give a fuck. Twitter has people calling people racist names, racial slurs, homophobic slurs. 
from sunup to sundown. There's bots. There's fake accounts. People get their accounts suspended, and they're coming right back with another account to call you a nigger. Like I don't understand. That's what Twitter is. And until until they're able to get these psychopaths off of the platform, Twitter's going to continue to be the wild wild west, and they will not be able to sell it to a company to make actual money like Facebook and Snapchat and Instagram and stuff like that. Twitter's Twitter's just it's it's the slums, man. Like if you you can you. You have to literally be a perfect person to post something on Twitter and not have someone say something negative. Like I used to think that, you know, President Obama was like untouchable. Like he can just, he's fine. No one's gonna say nothing bad about him. He tweets out stuff. People are in the mentions talking about, okay, what about them drone strikes, dog? What about them drone strikes? He was over there killing Middle Eastern people. Yeah, all that stuff. So it's like. There's, there's no, nobody is safe on Twitter. And it kind of reminded me of an episode of Black Mirror. Uh, it's one, I don't remember the name of it, but it's the one with the uh, uh, manufactured bees that they created. And it's, there's a, uh, a social media app, kind of like Twitter. So what you do in the episode is you put hashtag death to and you put someone's name and within 24 hours whoever the number one trending person is those bees attack and kill that person if that was real now like if we had the ability to do that do you think twitter right now would just be like you know what we're not gonna mess with that we're not gonna hashtag death to whoever and cause that person literal death Every day, somebody would die if we had access to that. Because people are just, it's just like, it's a blood fest. They're, they want blood from people. Chrissy Teigen has some questionable tweets out there. She's associated with some questionable people. So when you tweet things about your, when you tweet your sadness and your grief and pictures, some people are going to attack you for the things in your past. It sucks. It's unfair. If I'm a celebrity, I am not having social media, or at least I'm not. I'm gonna have a burner account. Yeah, you ain't going. Yeah, I'm doing the KD thing, but I, I'm not putting like you can't do it. You're not going to win. You're not gonna win. Like literally, I just saw. Jazz. I don't know if y'all know who Jasmine Sullivan is. She's an R&B singer. A few years ago, she used to be a thicker girl. She was a little bit heavier. She got made fun of for that. She's lost weight. People are making fun of her for that. You can't win. It doesn't matter what you do. You cannot please Twitter. (laughs) I remember I was arguing once with uh, someone on Twitter about sports. And they said, well, you're a fat nigger. (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck does that have to do with whatever was going on? I was like, really? Like... Like they were like, your opinion doesn't matter. You're a fat nigger. Like I was like, okay, my bad. But you're right. I mean, being on Twitter, the one thing that I've learned is you do have to have some thick skin. Uh, with some of the things that go on or the way these people are attacked, I'm like, do they even manage their own Twitter account? Because it's no way that I can do it. Like, like earlier, like like when you were talking about Barack Obama, like doesn't really have a lot of bad things. Doesn't say a lot of bad things. They're in the mentions, 
talking about his wife's a gorilla and oh they weren't they were doing that on the news they were doing that on the news (laughs) yeah they're constantly that your wife's a man and blah 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 and i'm just like oh my god you're gay and just come out and i'm like nigga where does this come from but i would just say sometimes I liked what Chrissy Teigen and John Legend did because it sheds a light on a situation that oftentimes people do neglect because I do know some people that personally have lost children to SIDS or had uh, miscarriages or or just, just all types of things, uh, stillborn. And it's like a lot of the times, if it's premature, you know, two, three days, you're right back to work. And it's like nobody's empathetic or sympathetic for you. So I, I do like it in that regards, but you do open yourself up for criticism because like in the chat, you know, hey, you're supporting pedophilia. You're talking kind of crazy on the timeline. People aren't going to care what you just went through. You know, that they're going to hold you responsible for what you tweet. So it's like some stuff I do think should be kept private, but I mean, it's their life. Shoot. If you can take them blows that come with being on Twitter and by all means. Well, I think it's more the opposite. I think more people are more likely to ignore those things. Like, I, I just don't understand. You're going to call me a fat nigger. Come on, man. Well, but my thing is, I don't understand where ever, like, pedophile jokes are funny, right? Like, I don't know if all the 60,000 tweets she deleted were pedophilic, but there shouldn't be one. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's low key. They kind of gave her a pass because again, right now, people celebrate uh, R. Kelly. I think allegedly getting beat up in prison for what being a pedophile, right? But it's apparently fine for her to just delete away her problematic tweets as if it never happened, and it's like there's no accountability. Now again. Let let her have been a male making those tweets. And now we have a different discussion. I understand the dynamics different, but it should be fair across the board. Like there's no, I, even as a comedian where it's your job to make jokes, I, I still feel like that's not appropriate. Like I just don't, I can't find that. I can't find the, the humor in that. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it doesn't make any sense to me. But again, it goes back to the whole celebrity worship, celebrity culture, the sand accounts, like, I, I, I don't know. What does she even do? Like, it, I'm still not sure. Like, I'm, I, isn't she a model? She's a model, right? She was a model, but I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, it's just we just got to be care. We just got to be careful about how how we talk about things in public about subjects that could happen to anybody. Like, what what happened to Chris Teigen could happen to any any person. You know what I'm saying? So. Like Adolphus was saying, we just got to be more, you know, aware about what other people see that you post. You know what I'm saying? Because like you can be posting stuff about how, oh, you know, a miscarriage ain't that big of a deal, or stillborns, whatever. You can have another one. Yeah, you, you're, yeah, you're tweeting that at Chrissy Teigen. She, she's not gonna see that. She, she doesn't see your tweet. But someone that follows you might see that, and they might, they might have gone through that. And that's the same thing with uh, with gay people. Like you might be tweeting anti-gay stuff at somebody and someone that you follow might be gay. So now they have that in your mind that, hey, maybe that person thinks that about me. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, you might be shooting shots at celebrities, but 
the people that you follow or people that interact with you, they might see that thing. It might affect them. So it it's hard. You know, Twitter, Twitter's a wild place, but we just, you know, yeah, gotta gotta do better in certain areas, certain aspects. And and that's why I'm kind of just at this point when I see those celebrity accounts, I'm just gonna start blocking them and deleting them because it's like there's it's no it's no account, there's no it, there's no sane way to go about talking to people that kind of interact with in that way with folks. Like it's well, just there, no logic to it. There's only one that I've seen that actually has I don't want to say manifested itself into something bigger, but say say what you want about the barbs, but there is a legit like relationship between Nicki Minaj and the barbs. Like there's a lot of them that have her personal cell phone number. There's a lot of them that she follows and they DM like that. That's fine. But I have it like, if you like the beehive, like I don't know any regular people that Beyonce interacts with on Twitter. Like there might, she might retweet somebody. She might slide in the celebrities DM or send them something. But as far as like legit actual relationship, you know, I don't know if Taylor Swift has a Stan account or, or Justin Bieber or anything. Nicki Minaj and Stans are the only ones where I can legitimately say, like, there is a relationship there. And it, it it does seem genuine. Now, they take it out of control if you say something slightly critical of Nicki Minaj, which is a problem. But that's really one of the only ones I can see where people could be like, you know what? I actually got something out of doing this. Huh. Shit. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. It it's a different breed. I think people just do it a lot more for clout, anyways. Now, like, like there's a Flo Millie stand account, and Flo Millie is great, but like she just jumped on the scene. Why do you have a stand account? Like, again, because they get you clout. It's not about the artist. It's about you. But really quick to pivot as we get ready to close. Critical, critical is what you would describe the Miami Heat. Oh God! As they Looking like they're about to get swept by my Los Angeles Lakers. Um, looks like LeBron James is about to collect his fourth ring. Um, yeah, it's ugly. Like, okay, let me let me just say this. Let me just ugly. go ahead. Let me go ahead and say this now. I'm saying it right now. Rev Run is banned from this podcast oh, until she sends me her address, and I will send her a Miami Heat hat. And when she receives that hat and puts said hat on, she can come on the podcast, but she must be wearing that hat. She will not be on this podcast until that happens. Second of all, the Heat deserve to be in the finals. We swept the Pacers. We beat the two-time MVP and defensive player of the year in five games. We beat the young and up-and-coming Boston Celtics that had all that cast space, all those young players, added Kimball Walker, Added Gordon Hayward, had, quote-unquote, the best coach in the league. Jason Tatum's the next Kobe Bryant. They had all that stuff, and we beat them in six. All right? We played the Lakers tough. We've lost We lost two of our starting – or two of our uh, three best guys in game one. We lost game two, which I think if we had one of those guys, we probably could have snuck one out. But I'm, a, I'm going to be realistic about this. It's not looking good for Miami. It's not. And game three, I believe, is on Monday or Tuesday. So by the time this comes out, the Heat might be down 3-1 or the series might be over completely. 
But what I do not want to see, if for some, if somehow the Lakers pull this off, I do not want to see the LeBron haters like Josh on the timeline talking about, oh, that's an easy title. That title don't count. Put an asterisk by it. He took the easy route again. And my thing is, if it was so easy, why the Clippers ain't why the Clippers ain't there? They were the favorite to win all year. How come they didn't make it? If it was so easy, how come Giannis got knocked out in the second round? If it's so easy, how come the Celtics ain't there? LeBron is there because he's the best player in the NBA. He's playing the best. He's one of the he is. I don't want to get into the Jordan LeBron, but he's a top two player of all time. He's either one or two. Pick whoever you want. And he's he seems to be on the cusp of winning his fourth ring. And depending on how he plays, he might get his fourth uh, 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 finals MVP. He'll be the first player to have won a championship finals MVP for three different teams. No one's ever done that before. So to sit here and try to discredit what he did because they played in the bubble, it's just you're just being a hater at that point. Because you could argue that it is harder to win in the situation that they're in. It's just like you're just stuck there. You have nothing to take you. Like, all you have is the bubble, basketball. You're seeing these guys. Like, there was when the the Jazz and the Nuggets were playing, they played a seven-game series. After every game, Jamal Murray saw Donovan Mitchell in the lunch, in the cafeteria every day after playing them. He's like, oh. There's Donovan Mitchell. I just busted his ass or he just busted my ass or whatever. You're seeing these guys every day. You you don't have to worry about, like, travel or anything like that. But it's a lot tougher to win in these conditions. And for people to try to go out of their way to discredit him, oh, well, uh, the Warriors were hurt. Steph Curry and and Clay didn't play. Or Kevin Durant and, and Kyrie didn't play. No one said that. No one no one said that when the Warriors won and uh, Kevin Love and Kyrie were hurt. No one tried to discredit the Warriors for that. No one discredits Kawhi's uh, ring from last year, even though KD and, and Clay were hurt in the finals. Nobody does that. So let's not do it for LeBron. Just give the man his props. He's the second or first greatest player we've ever seen. You just gotta, you just gotta eat it, man. He's a great player. We're, we're like, and and for the people that have that haven't talked to me about basketball in months coming in my DMS and mentions and text messages talking about the Miami heater ass. Get the fuck out of here, man. I, why would I, why would I talk to you? You sound like a hater. You ain't said, you ain't say nothing when we got to the playoffs. You ain't said nothing when we swept the first round. You ain't say nothing when we beat the bucks. You ain't say nothing. I thought you were a bulls fan. That is not the case. I turned in those papers years ago. Anyways, you weren't here when we beat this, the Celtics. So I don't want to hear – I don't want you coming out of woodworks talking about, oh, you about to get swept by the Lakers. Nigga, that's LeBron James. That's Anthony Davis. LeBron James. Those are like – like <laughs> Le, LeBron is going to finish his career. Like LeBron has the most minutes played in the finals, most points scored, second and three-pointers. I think he's like third in rebounds. He's like the greatest player ever. And you want me to be embarrassed that my team might get swept by him and a young Anthony Davis is the best teammate LeBron has ever had by far. And that's saying a lot. That's saying a whole lot. So yeah, I'm, I'm not about to hang my head because I got swept by LeBron James. Like get the fuck out of here. 
Hey, shout out to the point guard, Rajon Rondo. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> NBA title with the Lakers and with the Celtics. So that'll be uh that'll be interesting to dichotomy of those two franchises having those two rings like that that'll be a story within itself and and shout out to Dwight Howard like I forgot that he was actually on the Lakers before <laughs> like I was like oh wait a second we've already we've already done this before that's that's crazy how that how that comes back around but um people yeah. need to put people need to put respect in Dwight Howard's name that man's a first ballot Hall Again, of and that ties into the stand accounts somebody was like oh would you rather have Dwight Howard or Who's that dude in the last series they beat Jokic or whatever? Yeah. He, they said Dwight Howard in his prime or Nikola Jokic. And people are forgetting LeBron. We didn't get a LeBron James Kobe Bryant finals because of Dwight Howard. That is why we didn't get that because he beat LeBron yeah. in, a, in a conference finals. And I think like even Stephen A. Smith says something wild like, oh, yeah, he's going to become like Dwight Howard. I'm like. Uh, oh, not the same game. His offensive game is far superior to Dwight's, but Dwight's defensive game is superior. Yeah, so I'm, I, I hate this living the now culture hot take. Let me get this meme off. And I'm like, come on, y'all are just making people stupider. And we're already stupid. Look at America. We, we can't <laughs> get together and wear masks so we can go outside. So, But anywho, hopefully you guys are wearing masks and washing your hands and all those things that make America a better place so we can all travel and enjoy concerts, restaurants, and just everyday life. Just just the things that we want to do. So but if y'all don't have any shout outs, I have a couple real quick. Uh, I want to shout out to first and foremost, the homie um, and Mr. Lexi as far as retweeting the podcast. Appreciate the support as always. Uh, that brother Los, uh, Rachel Doe. Uh, Anfro, he changed his name to at check Anfro, and well, Rev Run's been banned, but definitely shout out house, shout out to Tribble, shout out to Jif Queen, shout out to Jalen. This everybody rocks with us, KJ, all the OGs, appreciate y'all support. Um, yeah, shout so, out to Joy, she came through. Oh, yeah, shout out to Joy as, as usual. She cut her hair, it looks nice. Shout out oh, to yeah, you. I got a couple shout outs myself. Uh, y'all know, um, on this journey that I have been on, um, we are about to kick it up another notch for another few weeks. So definitely want to give a shout out to uh, Miss Danny and Miss Nikita. Thank y'all for holding it down. Uh, we'll be out here battling uh, admin fitness to the regime, you know, and hopefully I'll end October in the 180s. Like that's the goal uh, to get there. I feel as good as I've ever felt in my life. You know, if you've known me, my whole life I've been big, and now I'm not that big anymore. So it's great. Definitely, definitely. Keep up the good work. Uh, Marcus, you got any shout-outs? I would just like to shout-out Twitter for growing up and uh, starting to see that some of the stuff you liked as a kid isn't as great as you thought it was. Uh, I tweeted out that uh, – Bruno Mars's album, 24 Karat Magic, might be better than Michael Jackson's Thriller. And out of all the responses that I got, only one person was like, I don't know about that. A lot of people were just like, you know what? You might be right. Or I agree. So I'm just glad a lot of people are starting to see. The, I'm glad the narrative around Michael Jackson's career is starting to kind of, you know, be uh, put into the, it's starting to change. It's He's starting to become the Beatles at this point, where people are just like, wait, 
Why are the Beatles always on the top of everybody's list? Their music isn't that great. So Michael Jackson might be falling into that same category at this point. So shout out to y'all. Shout out to Michael Jackson for owning the Beatles catalog. That's yeah. a real boss up move. <laughs> this is KTSCF. We out. Peace. God damn. How you let that white woman buy y'all's catalog like that? <laughs>